Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to episode 122 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And hello, hello, how do you do? We are the boys in white and blue, and we are top the league. Say, we are top the league. Whitecaps, back to number one in the Supporter Shield standings. Maybe just for for (laughs) overnight, but let's just make the most of it while we can. Uh, We're number one. After last week's defensive collapse against Kansas City, the one against Montreal, different lineup, so we won't go into that too much, but after that collapse last week against Kansas City, tonight's game against Dallas was huge. Yeah. It, how it was going to affect their psyche, all week they've been confident, they said it was a blip, it wasn't going to affect them at all. Best way to come back and respond to that is to go out there against one of your fiercest rivals and have your... 10th clean sheet of the season. It wasn't a stunning performance, but they were in control. And we weren't really worried, really, for the the whole 90 minutes. No, there was a lot of... I think their best chance was their version of the bug. Um, he, He had a shot from just inside the box, maybe from 16 yards out, 15 yards out, Michael Berrios. And, um... It was gathered up by said, Oh, sorry. We should probably their best chance was the Tiba Harris in the first half, actually. Yeah, thirteenth minute in, ex white cap now playing as a right back, and he actually hit the hit the net basically. Yeah, the but target, which is Pierce Lang. Rare. Pierce Lang would say he never hit the side of a barn, so he actually hit the net. Also had to come up with a save there, but other than that, Dallas really had nothing visible and everybody was talking about coming into this game that this was going to be an open game two offensive attacking teams there would be a lot of goals uh people predicted three two four three there was there there was a whole bunch of predictions like that so I mean, it, it was end-to-end stuff though but nothing but, in that box but no yeah. no chances were, were created yeah i guess we should have said at the start we're, this is going to be our dallas post-game show yeah. and our montreal impact canadian championship pre-game show so we're recording this at bc place after the the game tonight, I was just so excited. I just, I just got in there really, really quickly, just to to get some stuff about the game in there. So so let's look back at the game. One 0 win for the Whitecaps. Three very important points. It's the first of three games against Dallas in the run into the season, which to my mind is absolutely nuts. You've got nine games left in the season, and, and you're playing Dallas yeah. three times. Yeah, it's great. 
from a competitive point of view because the teams for the last two seasons have been close. This season as well, they're, they're close again. But now seven points yeah. because of the win. Da- Dallas have two games in hand though. So if Dallas had won tonight, they'd have been one point behind the Caps with two games in behind, yeah. in behind them. And then all of a sudden, instead of like talking about the Caps maybe finishing first or second in the West, you're in a conversation where it's like, they're in a battle for maybe fourth in the West and, and trying to get that home playoff game. So tonight's win was huge in a number of different aspects, especially with two games to come against Dallas. Keeping the clean sheet, as we said, after the collapse, withholding, I was tempted to say intense Dallas pressure towards the end because it was kind of a little bit solid. But at the same time, it, it was just pressure. It wasn't even it really was that more intense. frenzied pressure where they were like, I think you mentioned that they were hoping that... A, a mistake happened and they got a lucky goal. Um, there was and, no, there's no distinct chances at all in that last no. and twenty the, minutes. The or big so. difference at the back was clearly Kendall Wost. Oh, his clearances were outstanding. He was always up in the air. And uh, one of the guys we talked to later on mentioned him in in the interview. One of the FC Dallas players. So he was definitely one of their, the biggest factors in the game. I mean, we we never did our podcast last week after after the Kansas game. Just too depressed after that, mm-hmm. um, but. You kind of felt it was a blip, just partly because Waston wasn't there. A couple of the goals came from the position that Waston would have been in. Ka was injured as well with that fractured cheekbone, which was affecting his ability to jump. Um, so it was a blip, thankfully. Well, I mean, no, the, well, the thing is, that a lot of people didn't consider it a blip because of the Montreal game too, which yeah, was a different, different competition a different and different lineup, different competition. But that's where people were associating two game, two games in a row, two goal lead losses. So. It, that's where the concern was, but obviously uh, today they were able to close out the one nothing. And a lot of people say two goal leads are the worst because you you get comfortable and the other team gets one goal and then they just got the momentum to get that second goal pretty easily. I'd, I'd still rather have a two goal lead. Oh, than I, one so goal would lead. I. I would I, but I would love a three goal lead. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the the last twenty minutes tonight. It just seemed to go so slow. It's like I looked and it was like 18 minutes to go. Then I looked at the clock again and it was just six minutes had passed and it was like, oh man. It, yeah. It, it just kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen, but but nothing did. And the, and the referee today, he was so oh. out of it and going to be. He's, I, I, I said six minutes. I thought he was going to yeah. have six minutes. Because at one point, he was just looking at his clock the whole time Jordan Harvey was being um, uh, like basically stretchered off the field. And he was asking for stretchers right away. Because we clearly thought the Whitecaps were uh, trying to steal time. I mean, we had Elfath here before last year, and not one of my favourite refs. Actually, I don't know if any of them are my favourite refs. It's, really, it's really his demeanour than anything else. It's just very strange. He, he is very picky, but that's maybe not a, a bad thing. It's like, if anyone's seen the VMSL game with the bald Macedonian ref Ruben, it's like, he gets a lot of criticism because he's a stickler and he does things by the book. But at the end of the day, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But... He just seemed really so happy today, and I, w- I was a little bit concerned it wasn't going to finish 11 v 11. Yeah. But I mean, which it did. But we talked about Kendall Waston there being like a, a difference maker at the back. But ultimately, the difference maker between the two teams and the difference maker in the Whitecaps getting the three points today, Kikuta Mani. And his counterpart on the other side, obviously, Christian Tichero, who I thought had some really good moments in the first half. I mean, Tichero got the goal. the goal. Yeah, including the goal. Beautiful back heel. So after the match, he was asked, did he teach Pamadou Ka that, or did Pamadou Ka teach him the little back heel? So Christian said he had taught Ka that, and then we caught up with Ka later, and 
we don't have this on audio, but we caught up with Khan and asked him, and he's like, no, 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 I did it first. If you do it after the first person, you're the imitator. You cannot <laughs> copy if you did it first. Yeah. So he's adamant that he taught Christian that little back and heel. It's, it's strange that they've got like a lot of back heels. That's three now, yeah. Tim Parker, Parker too, as well. Yeah, so well, yeah. But for me, Manny was my man of the match. Despite Tachira being voted on by the fans. Yeah, they always vote the goal scorer. But, it's like, but I thought Tachira did play. Uh, Tachira did great. And, and I think the biggest difference, I think, this year has been the play of the wing play. Because yeah. Manny has improved. He's taking a step up. Like we were At both ends of the pitch, because yes. his defensive work has really improved as well. Remember last year, we, he, he started the season with an injury, so we were cons- and he didn't really bounce back that much. And that was a big factor in their play. And this year, he's improved. They brought Chichera in. Rosales comes off the bench. He's, he's got a, enough you know, vigor to, you know, for 35, 40 minutes a game if he comes off the bench with these guys starting. So the the wide play is very impressive, and, and it opens up the middle. So you, the, the guys like Kofi, Lava, Morales are going to have more space in the middle to uh, attack the, the, the spine of the opposition. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been doing great. And like Mane today, he, he gave the Dallas defense such a torrid time for the whole game. He had him on the back foot. But you, you also saw the the good side and the bad side of Manny. The decision making pro- decision yep. making is is the downfall. I think that's maybe why he didn't get man of the match because he because of his decision making. Because you have to uh, take take that into a, a into a factor. Yeah, because the the Caps could have been out of sight two 0 at half time. They had that two and one break. Manny yeah. and Teixeira again. Teixeira was wide open, yeah. and it's like in the end, Manny didn't play the pass because Teixeira had strayed into an offside position. Yeah. But he should have had the ball way before that. And it's like he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then he ended up going offside, which wasn't really Teixeira's fault. And then Dallas took the ball off Manny's feet. And then the second half, he stole that back pass from Atiba Harris. And yeah, he, and, and he, he shot and, over. And he, and he basically beat Watson. Uh, yeah. He beat Watson uh, to the net. and then he, But he fired the ball away. Right Again, he needs to take a bit more time. Yeah. He's, he's still young. He's still in pitches. And it's like Carroll said after the game about him. I, I asked I ask Carroll after the game, has he turned the corner now with his consistency? And he's, he said he doesn't feel that he's turned the corner. He's just in a, a good vein of form right now. Yeah. But he still has a lot of work on to improve his game, both individually and as a team player. And I think that's spot on. Yeah. So, speaking of Carroll, let's actually hear a little bit now from Carroll Robinson after the game. We won't play too much as usual because you can find it all on the Caps website. But we sent Stephen to the Dallas locker room as well. And he spoke to Oscar Pereja, one-on-one. Uh, so we'll hear a little bit from Oscar as well. So here's the two coaches. We won the game, which is good. So uh, I'm in a better mood this week than I was last week, as you can obviously tell. But I just said there, it's finding the fine balance of playing very well, playing attacking soccer and winning. And I don't think there's any team that's got that off to an art yet. So today was a, a roll your sleeves up, fight, scrap, run, tackle. Uh, and obviously, whoever was going to get their noses in front was probably going to win the game. So, uh, fortunately, it was us. Yeah, really, really, really proud of them today. You know, it's easy to uh, mask over things when you when you lose a game, and we didn't. I didn't. You know, I sat down with the group and 
you know, my job's not you know, to sit here in front of you guys every every week. My job's to make those players individually better and collectively better. And when you we lose games, you know, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. And I've done that with my with my coaches, and we've done that as a group of, of players as well. And we try to be better, and we did today because the same things arose. Uh, we were winning the game, um, but our management of the game was slightly different. Um, which is credit to them because they can take information on board. So delighted from today. So, uh, Oscar, uh, the over first of all, your overall thoughts on the match and how it went for you guys? Uh, it, it gets all to say that, that that we play well. You know, if we if we do not score goals, because at the end the goals are the ones who give you the points. And 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 uh, Vancouver took advantage of one play that they had. Uh, with uh, with a player that we we knew that we we could not give him an inch and and uh, and Madrid is is fast you know and, and so so that was the different uh, that was the difference that one play you know and 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 it could be in a in a big of a match like this one just one play make makes a whole difference and we have to accept it. You're coming off like a, like a like a perfect July. And then now in August is like three losses in a row. Is it time to like really step it up for these guys, and especially the, especially in such a tight Western Conference race? Right, right. It's, uh, every every game is is the same, you know. And and the league when when we know that every everything is tied in the in the conference uh, for me is um, hard to differentiate a, a, a one month to the other one. Uh, July was as important as August, and and for sure September will be the same. Obviously, we need to get points. Uh, we need to bounce back and and get get some points. But uh, but we're not going to lose our head. You know, boys play well today. We have to give them the credit that uh, they were having the initiative against a team that is 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 very aggressive, and, and that's how we control them. Were you surprised? Like a lot of people coming into this game thought it was going to be like an open game and free flowing, lots of goals and everything, and end up being one nothing. Were you surprised by that at all? Or? It, it was a it was a, it was a game that. Um, just one one play made the difference because I can't recall many others. Uh, we were not as, uh, as 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 heavy at front uh, to impact the game. We we could have the control of the game almost the whole uh, the entire game, but that that doesn't give you much, you know. If if you don't punish when you are in the last third, and and that part uh, that we we were not as heavy as we wanted and. And um, Makuert had one play with Kakura when 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 he dribbled dribbled along the the 18 and make a difference. That one play make a difference. Um, Vancouver in the last two games have given up two goal leads uh, late in games and everything like that. Did, did you see it maybe an opportunity all the way to the end, especially with your guys' attacking ability that you can easily get back into this game? Uh, yeah, we always we always uh, thought that we could uh, get our goal even. After we gave up art and the first half, but thought we we have plenty of control of the game to to equalize it, and you can do it at any time. But considering the experience that they had, we we throw uh, another forward uh, in uh, the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes, uh, trying to see if we can give something there, but unfortunately couldn't get it. Jesse Gonzalez, obviously, brand, you know, young keeper, kind of your guys' style of, you know, Vancouver style of getting these guys in young. Um, how do you, what are your thoughts on his play today? Yeah, I'm very happy for Jesse. I thought he, would, he did pretty well against a, 
uh, or in in a place like uh, Bangkok, where it's, it stands, the atmosphere is 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 difficult to play away here. It's not easy, and then he showed a lot of personality. So uh, this is the way we. Uh, this is our model in in Dallas. We stick into it. Um, we're happy to see one more home ground coming into the stage and and have a good performance. Um, I, th- I thought he did well. I'm proud of him. You fix one. Hey, no problem. So as both head coaches there, we'll, we'll hear a little bit more from the Dallas locker room in a little bit as well. Let's look at some of the Whitecaps players. We won't, we won't go into too much of the players just now, but we have to talk about Octavio Rivero. He cut a very frustrated figure out there again today. I, I thought he was going to explode either with a goal or by getting sent off because he just... There, there was an incident, like after Teixeira scored... I noticed that Rivero kind of angrily kicked the ball in the back of the net like a Dallas defender would have done. But then you noticed something else that he did. Yeah, essentially after the celebration, and it, I don't, they probably did not pick this up on uh, camera. Now, it wasn't totally like animated, but there was a, 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 a quite a discussion between him and Pedro Morales. And, and previous to the goal being scored, there were a couple instances where Morales and Octavio Rivero were, weren't able to connect. Because Rivera was going on runs and Morales just wasn't able to get the ball to him, so th- there was definitely frustration there from that. He, he, he obviously didn't totally, you know, he, it was a little hidden there, but there was notice. It was a noticeable factor. And Rivero now fifteen games without a goal from open play. I think it was May 9th. It was start of May anyway. Was the last time that he scored from open play, and tonight was not one of his best performances. He only had two shots in the whole game, only one of them on target. Um, but neither team really had anything on target. No, but I mean, I mean, I've, I've stuck up from his good work rate and his hold up play. But tonight, he just he seemed off. But the flip side of that is, like, how how long do you persevere with him when he's not scoring? But then you look and it's like, well, who else do you put up there? Darren Maddox. Well, who Maddox who's touch and go. Earnshaw, who I'm a fan of, yeah. but I mean, is he the man to carry the team at this point? No. Do you put Manny up there as an out and out striker no. when he's doing so well? Currently in the wing, it's too small at that point. I mean, gets... I mean, Manny now as well in the wings had three assists in the last four games and two goals. Yeah. And you can't really take him off that wing position. So you kind of have to persevere with Rivero. Unless Carroll can get some free agent from somewhere before the transfer freeze. And, and, and the thing is, but we talk about Rivero and maybe he didn't create chances this today, but you got to, because of his, his ability and people have seen his ability to create goals and score goals, that he does take up the notice of opposition teams and the central defenders. If you put a guy like Manny, you might only have one defender marking him and then the other guy has free to do whatever he wants from him around. But Rivero, because of his size, his skill and ability, they are going to... I mean, even if yeah, it's been a while since he scored because at any moment he can get that, open, that, that long-weighted open goal. Now, what are the other kind of bad points, I guess you could kind of say, towards the end of the game was the number of Whitecaps players that seemed to be going down with cramp. Yeah. Um, Robbo was asked that at the very end of his press conference and he didn't want to give an answer. He just said, why don't you ask the players? Because he said, I'd like to hear what they say because I've got my thoughts on it. And 
he wasn't happy that they were going down with cramp. He said he was going to speak to John Pauly, the trainer, about it. Yeah. Because these guys should not be going down with cramp. No, it was it, it wasn't overly hot. It was it was a little muggy, but it wasn't overly hot today. But I mean, yet you had Betashure and yeah. Harvey both going down, and you could maybe think, oh, a little bit of play acting. No, no, Harvey there, was subbed Harvey off. was definitely and, and, injured. And, and, and Tashera went down as well, and Tashera said that he did have cramp as and well. Then, well, Harvey, Harvey, there's no way Harvey you can see because he he wouldn't be subbed off for Dean at any point. Yeah, if, that, that's not a tactical switch at all. Because uh, although and, I've got to say, I said to you just before it happened that Dean needed to get a hard tackle in on Barrio, show him who's boss, take him out of the game with a, yeah. a hard tackle, and he did that. And he was basically and, silent after yeah, that. <laughs> and that, that's what you need to do. It's what they need to do when they're playing Toronto and, with Javinko. And it might have been a good thing because Barrios did have like Harvey all over the pitch. And yeah. it, Harvey made some questionable decisions today. Yeah, um, he, he kind of really, liked to step out, which yeah. has been surprising because he's been so solid recently. And you said in the in training too that he was uh, uh, going up against uh, Teixeira because they're similar players. Yeah, and training on Tuesday they had him going up against Teixeira just a little bit of practice. But that that's concerning if they're going down because Carroll likes to make early subs. So if players are going down late on with cramp, that's not that's that could be dangerous down the road, especially yeah. when they're going to somewhere like Houston next, next week, week in that heat. <laughs> So he wants to make sure these guys are fit, fit, fit. So you which might... is the good thing about Pedro coming back. Yeah. In that you've got a guy coming back now after injury that Carl said midweek that he is super fit just now. So that's only going to bode well for the Whitecaps down the stretch. Also with Rosales as well coming back pretty fit. Do you think they would take a page of the academy's notebook and maybe train with a sweatsuit, sweatsuits this week and get used to the heat a little bit more? I don't know. There's, there's so many Latinos, I think they're pretty used to the heat. They should be. And it's been so bloody warm here as yeah. well. It's like, I'm struggling with the heat. I yeah. feel I've been wearing one of these sweat jackets. Yeah. So the last thing we'll talk about the game is one of the funny incidents from the game involving two players that we've just talked about, Kendall Waston and Christian Teixeira, where Teixeira had been booked... And then there was a Dallas free kick and Waston grabs Teixeira by the jersey and hauls him in front of the ball so that Dallas can't take the free kick. Basically grabbing him like he was his kid and something like that. And yeah. Get over here right now. And Kendall was laughing about it after the game. Carroll was not laughing about it after the game because he said when that happened, the first thing that went through his mind was he he's already been booked. Yeah. If he gets a second booker, booking for this, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. But thankfully, he didn't get a second book, and yeah. so everything was good. But talking about Kendall, let's hear from the big man himself now. That's, you won't see this interview on the Whitecaps website because they'd stopped filming by then. So it's just a couple of us talking to Kendall Watson after the game about the clean sheet. They went over Dallas and looking ahead to Wednesday's game against the Montreal Impact. Carl said that's something he really wants out of you, more leadership on the mm-hmm. field. Do you feel, did you feel like you needed to be a bit more vocal with your teammates today? Yes, every time. Um, this is part of, of learning. Um, learning from the experienced guy like Pa. So this is our role as, as a defender, to talk with your teammates, to try to get everybody in order. And that is why what I try to do today because... The best, the more that you talk, is better for the other ones to be better um, in their positions, and it's easier for everybody. When just talking was lifting, I thought you actually lifted to share off his feet. Oh. To put him in position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that play because maybe he wasn't like understanding me, so I better grab him and put him in the spot. <laughs> just talking about your battle with Blas Perez out there. You guys seem to be getting some good contact out there. Of course, he goes off in the, mm-hmm. in the second half. No goals to his. To his name, so you, you did your job. Yes, I did try to do my job. Um, we know his qualities. He is uh, one is of the more dangerous players from Dallas, 
and well I think all the defensive players from our team do a great job and and that was the success of this game. Your thoughts on the play of Timmy Parker? Obviously, it's been Tim kind of rotating chairs in the mm -hmm. center back spot with Paul going down now. Your suspension, so it's how the partnership's working out. Yeah, with Timmy or anyone, but in this case, that team is playing. We know his quality. He's an awesome player. I love watching him play because he play with a lot of confidence. He he like play with the ball. Got a good feet. So it's good that everybody is is making all the positions hard for the coaches make a, a decision of the end of the week. After last week's game, how good does it feel to come back with a defensive performance like you guys had today? How important mm -hmm. is it to? A lot because uh, we was talking that we we need a clean sheet. We we uh, um, we need to to get our confidence. Um, it's not that we got a bad confidence, but whenever you have a clean sheet, it's better for us. We 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 create a lot of opportunities, so we want to try to be more like finish the game earlier. So that is what we're gonna keep on working on. The Canadian Championship on Wednesday. What would it mean to you to lift your first trophy with the club? Well, it's a big game for us. I think that gonna be like the first trophy for the club in this in this couple of years. So that is what we're gonna battle for. We want to give our all in that game, and and it's a final. We have to 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 give everything. And well, this this year before we start the season, we talk about that we have to start to create a winning atmosphere, and this is the first opportunity. So hopefully, we could win it. Sounds as if Didier Drogba will be coming here. He got some his first uh, MLS minutes under his belt today. Um, how how nice is it to kind of face a challenge like that? I guess this is what you guys play for. Yeah, it's it's nice. I was to play against the best because only that way you could know in which level you are and if you want to success or get a, um, be a better player, you have to play against the best. So hopefully, well, really, I don't care if we're going to play or not. I just care that we could win that trophy. And that is the only thing that's matter. And do you think that the back line is prepared to play against a player of that caliber? Yeah, we, we, are, we are prepared to play against anyone. So um, we only have to do what we know what to do, that is defend good and be concentrating every time of the game and, and that will be the focus and and the success that we need. Thank you. So that was Kendall Waston there. So just before we move away from Vancouver, Dallas, and we're going to talk about the Montreal game that Kendall was talking about there, let's just hear a little bit from the Dallas locker room. So Steve went in there and grabbed a couple of interviews. He spoke to Matt Hedges. And also debutant goalkeeper and another one of Dallas's many homegrown players. I think they've brought through 13 homegrown they, players. They lead like, the MLS in homegrown yeah, minutes. Yeah, Whitecaps are like 11 and 12 yeah. as well, just in guys that they've brought through. But Jesse Gonzalez. Yeah, and his interview is not going to be that great. He is a young guy. He's, he's kind of he was nervous talking, so you can take it whatever you want it out of it. <laughs> and then we'll just finish things off with Dallas's very own Canadian, Tesho Akindeli. And he'll be talking about a little bit about the Gold Cup as well. First of all, your overall thoughts on the game and how it went. Obviously, a little bit of a disappointment they're losing one nothing. Yeah, uh, disappointing. I thought we, we came out and we played decently. I mean, on the road, but 
it's not the result that we needed. We needed to get points three games in a row now with no points. It's, it's super disappointing for us. It's, you guys had a perfect July, and then now it's like three straight losses in August. Is, is it time for the, the guys to like you know, strap it up and you know get going, especially in the tight Western Conference the way it's set up? Yeah, we, we need to. We need to get back to it. just the results at this point. Three losses in a row. It's, it's killing us at a time that... Uh, we needed to, we needed to get wins. I mean, every other team it seems like they're getting points, and we're not, and we're going out of the table because of it. Uh, the two wide guys, Kakuda and Christian Chihira, they seem to like just be flying all over the place. How difficult was to corral them in, in in this game? Yeah, I mean, they caused problems. They got a, a good technique and, and good pace, and uh, it was never easy to play against, especially if you have them on both sides of the field. Uh, you know, and they got they got their looks in because of it, so it's tough. Uh, speaking about uh, Jesse, he, obviously his first start at such a young age. Um, was there a lot of talking during the game with him and just keeping him up, especially after the goal? The, the, the? Yeah, I mean, it's never easy first game, especially away in an atmosphere like that. But uh, I thought he handled it well. He, uh, he did no, no really mistakes from him. So uh, it, was, it was a good, uh, disappointing obviously not to get the win for him, but I think it was a good debut for him. Is there anything other positives you could take from this going into RSL next week? Uh, no. Not really. Just to forget it and to move, on, yeah, move we, on to the next one? We need to get some kind of result. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Thanks. So, Jesse, obviously, first start, um, how did it feel it went for you? You know, obviously, it's a difficult atmosphere and everything, but uh, only one nothing, and it was kind of a, a lucky goal, you know, scramble in front of the net. How do you, how do you feel overall it went for you? I feel great. I feel like it was, was, it was a great experience for me, and although the team helped me out a lot to get my confidence up. Did the, 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 the guys in front of you, like Matt and Javon, they, they, they talking to you throughout the whole game and just keeping your, you know, keeping, letting you know what's going on and keeping your spirits up and everything? Yeah, they talked to me a lot, and, well, I thanked them for that. It helped me get, get my confidence up. That's why was. That's in the first half. That's going into my first game. They helped me out a lot. How did the uh, academy prepare you? Obviously, FC Dallas has a, you know, fantastic academy, and you also, you were playing for the Mexican um, yeah, youth teams as well. How did that prepare you to, for this kind of atmosphere? Well, they prepared me well for this. Uh, well, the academy and the national team helped me a lot, get experience, and it was great to be out there today. Out there today. Are you ready to go for the next match? You just want to get another start in right away? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Hopefully, we'll keep working for the next start. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. Right, thank you. So, coming on as a sub, um, how did you feel the game was looking when you came in there and how to go for the rest of it? I feel like they just pretty much sat in and tried to waste time in the second half. So, I mean, that Waston guy just, he won a lot of headers. We were, we were trying to hit it long and he won a lot of headers and that was like their game plan, just clear it. And so it was a tough, tough ending to the game. Uh, you, were you surprised that like, uh, um, that it, it, like both teams come in free flowing there's a lot of goals usually scored when these guys play. Um, it was surprising that it was one nothing in this game? Uh, maybe a little bit, but probably both teams were trying to be cautious because we know that they can score goals, they know we can score goals, so everybody didn't want to be opened up, so kind of makes sense. Uh, perfect perfect July, sorry, and for this team. Now is winless in August. Is it time to you know step it up and, you know, it's coming to the home stretch and the w- tough Western Conference, is it t- time to step it up for everybody? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's coming to the end of the season. We need to get ourselves in a good position, not just make the playoffs, but in a very good position in the playoffs, so we need to start doing better than we have been. For you personally, um, it's obviously your sophomore season. With the Gold Cup and everything, that took you a little bit of time. Did that have any effect in you know your timing and everything in this team? Uh, maybe a little bit, but you know the people who have been starting in front of me have been doing good, so all credit to them. I'm just trying to 
you know, keep improving and take advantage of the chances I do get. Um, your Gold Cup experience, how did that, how was that for you? And how, like, how did the, I know it was a disappointing results and everything, but how did it overall feel? To... It was amazing. I mean, just to see another level of the game, play against people that I would never have the chance to play against otherwise, and I represent my country, it was an amazing feeling. How, how do you feel, like, how close do you feel? Like, there were a couple games there that were so close, and it could have gone either way. Do you feel that Canada was close and, you know, should be close enough and maybe advance next time? To get yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at all the games, we had a chance early on in every single game where if we would have scored right away, the game would have been completely different. So it's just that little finishing touch. But, I mean, I think we would be more disappointed if we created no chances. So creating chances was good. When you came to your decision to play for Canada, what was it, was there a deciding factor, or was it just the overall feel of everything? Just the overall feeling of everything. Just a lot of little factors played into it, and you know, I think I made the right decision. Thanks yeah. a lot. So that's all our talk now from White Caps win over Dallas. That's in the past. Top of the supporter shield for how long we don't know, but let's look to the future. Big game coming up on Wednesday. I am excited. I have watched the White Caps since two thousand and eight. I've seen the heartbreak in the Voyagers Cup. I've been there when, as a D2 side, they, they beat Toronto at Swan Garden. The place went crazy. I was in a pub watching with the Southsiders when that debacle, the 6-1 Toronto when, win When you happened. had Bob Lenarduzzi and all the staff up in the stands yeah. watching this whole thing go down. Yeah, I uh, I've just too. watched all these things. We've had all the heartbreak. Can they do it? Can they break the curse? Two all in the tie. As it stands just now, if the game finishes nil-nil, the Whitecaps are going to lift their first Voyagers Cup. Nil-nil, 1-1, or a win by the Whitecaps. Yeah, it's like that two away goals could be massive. But so could Montreal's comeback. And it's been confirmed today, as Kendall was talking about and asked about there, Didier Drogba is going to travel with Montreal... So far, it's an old man playing. Who cares? I really, honestly, I really don't care about seeing him. But it's going to sell tickets here. Yeah, it, it looks like he's going to play. But Klopp has said that he doesn't know for how long. So it does sound like he's going to come on as a second half sub again. Yeah, like today. Maybe get the last 20, 30 minutes. Hey, this turf might completely bugger him up, which would be kind of hilarious. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do it, Steve? Are they going to lift this first Canadian championship, the first Voyagers Cup? Held by a winning Whitecaps captain. I think it all depends on what kind of lineup they come up with. Um, we also, obviously, you have to assume Mesquita is going to be in there. Um, well, Carroll was asked after the game, like, what kind of lineup he was going to go with. Plan A or Plan B? Well, he said he didn't even want to think about it just now. He just wanted to go home for a nice glass of wine with his wife. I thought he had a Plan A and Plan B in place all the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because it, it's tough for him, because we are top of the supporter's shield. Yeah. We want to get this home playoff game and we're travelling against a team that's outside the playoffs and our waveform is good. But we do have such f- difficulty in Houston I and know, in Texas. But, Forget but Houston, do, Texas. But right. Mattox does really well against Houston when he yeah. plays down there and in Texas. Do you keep the kind of plan B lineup for this Houston game and do you put mostly the starters out that were playing today? I mean, they brought Pedro off early. Yeah, I, I think we will see Mosquito. Well, uh, let's let's go with uh, what our thoughts on the lineup. I well, think it's Tanagi. I think I think I, I actually I wish it was Osted. I would put Osted in there. I, I, I he could play. Yeah, it's no, not like he needs Ternaghi rest. Tanagi seems to be our cup keeper. I know, but I I think I think at this point you go with Osted because you, you want to get the win. 
Ternagi knows that, that he's not going to be able to, like, like if they want to go with Alstead, he has no complaints over it. He's, he's, he's the starting keeper. No, I'd go with Ternagi. But don't they do it in, in, in the cup championships? If they have a club, they, in, the, in the deciding game, they're going to put the number one keeper in? Sometimes. You know, I, 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 I just think, I, I just don't think they will. I th- if I was given the choice, I would rather have Alstead. Yeah, I think they will go with Ternagi. Okay, but then, okay, so I'll look at the back line. I think... I think Waston starts. I, I why would not put him. I there. think Waston Parker start again. Yeah, both again, same same lineup. And on the flanks, one. I think if he, if they were able to put him in, I think Jordan Smith should start at the right back, especially with Bader having the cramps. That it's something I meant to ask tonight, and I completely forgot. Has Smith been added to the Voyagers Cup roster? I don't know if he's actually available for it. But yeah, with Betashir having the cramps, I wouldn't risk Samson. But if, I'd, Drogba, I'd if Drogba would add it on, then wouldn't Smith be added on? It's almost a sim- They were signed around the same time, maybe a week, no, or two, week no. difference. Um, but I know Drogba was definitely added in because okay. that was a big talking point. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but, but nobody talks about a guy yeah, like Jordan Smith I, No, I, I, I would go with Smith because I saw him at training this week and I tweeted this out. Man, what a tackler. Yeah. He looks the real deal. And I know we've seen it before with folk at training and other folk have impressed and like Flores impressed in his first game has kind of gone a little bit downhill since. But I feel that Smith is going to really give Beta sure a run for his money. We kind of asked him in the locker room afterwards. It's like, you're looking forward to Wednesday? And he said, yes, but he doesn't really speak English. So he was maybe just... I'm yeah. saying yes. <laughs> I thought don't understand me anyway. Uh, so. left, uh, on the left side, um, Jordan Harvey came off as a, uh, you know early in the game, but no, not early in the match. And Christian Dean is going to the airport for a flight on Sunday, so I think he's like flying off possibly to be with the the US under twenty three. Maybe Jordan Harvey was. Maybe this was a play, play that they were going to put Dean in there and save Harvey for the next. I game. don't know. What about Sam? Sam is yeah. He's played with the USL, but. Do they want to play him twice in a week? I don't know who started today. It's hard to tell. They lost today, but uh, I don't know who started. So I, I, I would go with Adekugbe. Adekugbe. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't but it is maybe risky going Adekugbe and Smith. I think you and Parker in the middle as well. You kind of need a little bit of experience. And you also want a little bit of chemistry as well. You don't want two guys coming back from you know one new player, one guy coming yeah. back from injury, playing with two guys. That I mean, Ka could play in a Zoro mask, although you you took. I, I think it's with that. I, yeah, Zoro mask would not really protect his cheek. I think you're more looking for the Phantom of the Opera mask. I think that. Yeah, would I think Carl got that wrong. Yeah. So um, one of the few things he gets wrong this year. Then, then the midfield, Laba and Kofi played the whole match. Yep. You think Tiber's going to obviously play one of the spots? I'm going with Tiber and Laba because okay. then I think he'll rest Laba in the heat of Houston. And put Tiber in there. Yeah. And then finally, uh, not finally, but the, the attackers, I, Rosales? I, I, I think Rosales on the right. Morales? No, Rosales, Mosquita, Froze. Or Manny? Maybe you put Manny and save Froze for the mm. weekend. It's a it's a tough one because you want to win it. Yeah, and Manny's up, on up front. Is... I personally put Manny. Rivero with Matix coming on as a late sub. Yeah, and and then uh, like uh, behind him, like I said, Manny. I I would put Manny, um, Rosales, and Mesquita, uh, or Morales if you want, don't want to put. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little bit surprised that Pedro got the start today because Carol had said on Tuesday that Pedro still wasn't ready for maybe starting MLS games, and he did only play play the first hour. But Mosquito had been doing so well. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just like a... Maybe they wanted a defensive player in the middle there um, against Montreal because of the fact that they want, don't want any mm, goal score. Possibly. 
mean, it might just have been a reward as well for Morales signing the new contract, which yeah. we should talk about. I mean, yeah. what, what, what do you make of that? I think it's a good it's a good play. Obviously, he was inspired today. You know, his passes were still a little off. I think um, he hasn't had that much time on this turf. Like, obviously, yeah. in training, I mean, he, he has been on games. His balls are usually beautiful. I yes. mean, I could watch his balls all night, just yeah. bounce around. Wash his balls or watch his watch. balls? Watch. Watch, not wash. Okay. And then... Um, no, like, Mauro, like... You could watch his Wash balls. or watch. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like I said, he, he he came back from injury. He hasn't had that much time on this turf. I don't think I, think, I don't think he's played that many games on here. So maybe he's just getting used to that. Because even against Edmonton, well, the turf as well, and like, folk were slipping all over the place. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether it was the water too much or whether they had the wrong boots on. So, and I mean, think between when, that and the cramp, it's like they kind of need to... To kind of yeah, get less, something sorted Less here. water on the turf, more water in the body. Yes. That makes sense. Um, and especially with water restrictions uh, going on. Uh, so, th- yeah, I, that's that's the lineup I, I would put out there. I want the strongest lineup possible because I, I want them to win this. And they could save. I, I, I do as well. And, and, and Houston, like, I, I would take a draw next week in Houston if, if it if I would so take a it. loss in Houston if it meant a Voyager's Cup win. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly. Do you, do you know I might as well? <laughs> I just want to see us finally lift this trophy. Especially, Although I do I, like I asking Carol about the curse. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what are we going to talk about next year? Right? Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, I, I, I don't even. It's not even about winning the trophy. I don't want to see anybody else, another team, lifting the trophy on our ter- on our field. That that's the one thing you don't want to see. Yes. Although if so, Ben Massey has to present the trophy again, that I, was hilarious. Yeah. Last time. I don't. I don't think look he will. in his face. I don't think he will this time. No. <laughs> I, I think if he has to do that again, we might just find him hanging from a tree. Yeah. I vote for our our normal special guest Zach Meisenheimer. Oh yes, he should he should present it. Yes, and we'll get Craig Voyager. Actually, talking about asking Carol about the curse, we played this a couple of podcasts ago. But this was Robo's big question a couple of podcasts ago. But I'm going to play this again. This is when I asked Carol about the curse and whether he should go around each corner flag and do a Barry Fry. And if folk don't know who Barry Fry was, he was the manager, and there was this rumor that ground was cursed. So to alleviate the curse, he was told he should go and have a piss in each corner flag. So I asked Robo if he was planning on doing the same. So this, this is what he said to that. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the Champions League and the MLS, but obviously the Canadian Championship's a big one as well. We've talked in the past about the clubs maybe going to have a curse in that competition. Are you considering doing a Barry Fry and pissing in each corner flag before the game? <laughs> I don't think that would go too well down with the organisation, so no, I'll give that a miss, uh, and hopefully we can... Uh, change the course of our bad luck in this tournament and, and lift the trophy. So, you heard it straight from Robbo there. There's going to be no pissing in the corner flags. Let's just hope they piss all over Montreal. No, or else there'll be a lot of pissed off fans in the stands. Yeah. So, I think let's wrap wrap this podcast up. I think that's enough piss talk. Nothing else really to say, Steve, except tell folk where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat and writing for AFTN.ca. Really? When, when do you do that? Uh, after matches, home matches. Oh, yeah, but, but no other time, okay. <laughs> I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all my stuff because I do write things, although I haven't been writing that much either on AFTN.ca. The in laws are almost gone, so I, I'm almost close to being able to fully come to training and stuff like that. It's just almost done. True. Uh, you, you've had the, the family over for a while. It's. They've, they've nearly gone now. The, the worst part of it is I cannot walk around with my shirt off. It's been a very hot summer for me. I think that's a good thing for people. Ah, 
Most of the White Cats beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com, so watch out for all my stuff on that. So, until next time, which, who knows, if we win on Wednesday, we might do a post-game podcast. I say we do. If we lose on Wednesday, I don't want to go near a microphone. I will burn the podcast down. Yes. So, until then, let's just bathe in the glory of beating Dallas, seeing Seattle lose, being top of the West, top of the Supporters' Shield, and a horrendous hoovering background noise that I don't know what's going on out there. But until next time, thanks for listening, take care, and mom the supporter shield leading caps. Boy, just go. Woo! Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.